Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast coming to you from the filthiest store in buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? Never. And it's brought to you with the dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum. Get online and get engaging with your fellow Raiders supporters. And also by Land Speed Records. Uh, come in and buy your LPs, your CDs, your clothing, all sorts of other paraphernalia from people who love the Camberators as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm betting that you love the Camberators or you're very, very strange. Isn't that right, Blake? Well, you get a lot of time on your hands. Yeah, <laughs> far too much time <laughs> on your hands. Uh, the West Tigers win. First game of the season, getting the W against the name, the two points. No, it was good. It was good. It was... Uh... Kind of went the way probably we thought that the game would go. It was pretty tight. Um, you know, the Tigers started... I expected them to start pretty tough and pretty fit. And, you know, Madge Maguire is known for having pretty tough teams. But it sort of reminded me a lot of quite a few games last year in that um, if you think, you know, against the Broncos, I think we were down at halftime. Mm. Against the Dragons home, I think we were down at halftime. It was very close again. Yeah. And we just kicked away at the end it sort of seems to be the way the comp is at the moment the better teams of which you know thankfully we want of yeah. um, seem to be able to finish over the top yeah look I, I thought the West Tigers came out and played a pretty good game I thought their defensive structure and their commitment was extremely good all that stuff was good what what let them down I think was I rewatched because I was at the game and you sort of see you get one mm. impression being at the game but you see some things but you miss other things I watched the game again last night just they had a lot of errors you know a lot of bad like options and and kicking and and you remember a few years ago that the the Canberra Raiders you know and this is way back in the mid two thousands the Canberra Raiders had the number one stat for offloads and it wasn't because they were magical at offloads it's because they didn't have an attacking plan so they were throwing the ball backwards all the time hoping someone else would come up with something I think a lot of the West Tigers errors came out of the same sort of you know prism which was um, quick you try something and then the ball went down yeah well and Brooks... maybe that's early season. Brooks kicked out on the fall. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't even close. No, and then he kicked, you know, that other one, he kicked straight to Dynamis Louis, and yeah. then a couple of times... Who took it really, really yeah, well. Yeah, it was great. Um, interesting cameo from Dynamis. I played the first 17 minutes and then wasn't used... Wasn't happy about staying on the bench, I've got to tell you. He, ah. he was up and down, like, looking around. And you see, these these are the great insights you get well, you get on Blake and the Pork. Yeah. From but, the sideline eye. But, you know, because Ricky... Was, did not sit down. He usually sits down on, on a seat, but he stood up the whole time. So when I was looking around for Ricky's reaction, I could see Dynamis behind him. And Dynamis wanted to come back on and was standing oh, up, he ready to go, staying warm, and looking at Ricky a lot. Yeah. And, and he didn't go on. I now, guess maybe Sutton did such a good job. Sutton did do a good job. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was Pro- really Sutton good. got props in the press conference. He did. He did get props in the press conference. I noticed that too. That very good reporter bringing that up. I would. Well, have you know, you're mainly there for your Dorothy Dixes, but every now and then you do. You are able to get the great man to. Um, and and do you, you think that wasn't the Dorothy Dixer? No, of course it was. But you, you are able to get the great man um, 
you know, lavish some praise on on a player, you know, that obviously he appreciates and maybe the greater. Yeah, they're not going to see. They're going to look at the yeah. stars. But I mean, think I think everyone saw Ryan Sutton. You saw the three two ones coming out on the greenhouse site, and and Ryan Sutton was in a lot of them. And he wasn't getting one; he was getting twos, and in some cases threes. So I think you know you and I discussed right after the match who was going to be the uh, the Blake and the Pork man of the match uh, and recipient of the ten dollar land speed records. It's voucher. twenty dollars, man. It's twenty dollars. It's twenty dollars. <laughs> oh, there you go. And you know there was three names we put in: Ryan Sutton. George Williams, and our winner this week, which was... Hudson Young. I don't know why there was such a delay there, because it was fairly obvious. And look, his, his battle with the Leiluas was was fantastic. It was worth the price of admission, I thought. Yeah. And I thought, in all fairness, Luciano Leilua was just outstanding. He's a great player. He really As I, is. You know, I said beforehand, he, he's got... He's going to, I think, surpass his brother. I think he's well on the way. Yeah, you know? he's well on the way. Because Joey gave that stupid penalty away, you know, with the late tackle. Well, the worst thing Joey did was when he was trying to get a bit of payback on yeah. Hudson Young, he came in and he KO'd James Tamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was one, but he also tried to get some payback on Hutto. Did it t- too damn late and got penalized. Oh, and he got that, the one that he got penalised for was he tackled him off the ball. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. that's, that's the one he got. And that was done because at that stage, the West Tigers were actually doing pretty well and it again changed the momentum. The kick out on the full changed momentum. The KO of Tamo changed momentum. momentum and the um, the tackle off the ball, Leilua. And these all changed momentum. And any chance they had went in those in those particular moments, yeah. I thought. Um, but Hudson Young, like he was up for it. He knew he was there for a battle. And there was a couple of times he got smashed. And he got back up and went back into it with exactly the same vigor. I was pretty impressed. I, oh, I, I called him out to lift. He did. Yeah, no, he's 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 a a player with so much upside, and um, yeah. yeah, you can see why the team, you know, that and the coaching staff had so much faith in him, and you know, stuck by him when people mm. were call after the second um, yeah. incident. A lot of people were saying calling for him to be sacked. Yeah, uh, I, I was heavily contemplating putting a postage stamp on him and sending him back to where he came from. Yeah, no, obviously they they knew the potential, and and also he seems, you know, by all accounts, he's, he's you know, a great character. Yeah. Uh, a great person to have around the joint. So but he was he certainly had a great game. And that's not to say look, I can't really point at any Raiders player where I thought they had didn't have a, a, a decent game where they didn't put in and do their job. Yeah, but I mean Jack Whiten was quite was, was quiet. He didn't get he didn't get as much ball as as George Williams for for whatever reason. But yeah, he was he was pretty quiet. But he was. The um the time when Garner took him out and there was absolutely no reason to take him out after the kick. And they got the penalty, and that led straight to Ryan James's try. That was that was a crucial moment in the game. There was there was an element of the um, of the Morris brothers in the in the dive. Absolutely, <laughs> but there was absolutely no reason. Oh why. yeah, you take it, you take it. And, every and day you know, week. as much as I dislike Jared Sutton, uh, and I don't dislike him as much as his brothers, but as much as I dislike Jared Sutton, I thought he had a pretty good game. Yeah, it's interesting. What do you what do you make of the the new rule? Well, situation. I, I asked Rick about this in the, in the press conference, which was, you know, did you have your heart in your mouth when you chose not to replace Bailey Simonson when the trainer stopped yeah. playing, keeping off or two? And he was pretty much of the opinion that they'd kept, they had in mind that they had to have the ball and they had to have good field position in order to do it. And they had both of those two things. But I could see that 
half of the reason why was because they didn't actually know because when it first happened I watched Jack White and start moving from this position to that position and Elliot Whitehead move from like there was movements around the palette oh, yeah. to try and do Except it you know, it did happen when so um, Curtis Scott was at the wing well mm. sort of the wing but then while Bailey Simonson was um, was off the field do you see they still kicked kicked where he was yeah yeah. don't know what happened there and Bailey Simonson was, so he went off only two minute thing at the time I thought Definitely, has gone for an HIA. Um, but no, no, he didn't. They they went, um, and there's a screen in the tunnel, and I because I went over and checked. There's a, a flat screen in the tunnel, and there was an NRL official literally watching the incident with Bailey Simonson standing right next to it and doing it and deciding if that was an HIA as yeah. well. And, it, and they went, no, it's not an HIA. Um, was it a poke in the eye or something? Yeah, it was, was a poke it? in the but eye. But it looked like there was a bit of a head clash, but. I thought he got a when um, the Tigers player went up for the ball and put their I've forgotten who it was and put their foot out. Um, I thought he'd copped a, a a boot from that, but apparently it was a it was a poke in the eye after uh, that. But that movement with the the new rule of keeping him off, I I thought Ricky Stewart really. I, there's no way in the world I would have because if he had on. copped a uh, a head knock, that might explain the total brain explosion he had when he came back on the field after taking that beautiful take mm. and then tried to um, flop the ball back and gave possession to the Tigers and that's when the Tigers scored yeah. off his mistake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, Hopefully I, you won't from do it where again. I was sitting, I thought it was a two-man strip but apparently everyone else had a better view of it and it was a flop back. No, it was right in front of me. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. I, I was it. on a lower angle. From where I was looking, I thought, it, I thought he'd been stripped out with two in the tackle. I was sitting right in that corner. Yeah, yeah. But I, um, I didn't have the elevation because I'm right at ground level. But yeah, I, I questioned that, but I was told that. But yeah, the Leilua battle was awesome. Um, I thought Sebastian Chris, when he got the ball, and we should give that boy the ball a lot more. Um, I didn't realise just how big he was. No. He's, he's but he's, he's big. But he's He's fast. got size, but he's trimmed down a hell of a lot. Mm. Apparently he's given up junk food. He's been training the house down, and he looks yeah. Because if you look, he did have a bit of puppy fat in yeah, 2019. Yeah. Whereas now he's 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 stripped down, but he's he, he's big and he's powerful. And on the run at the line, if there's not two of you, you're not stopping him. No, and and which, I don't which, want which, to which, make comparisons which, to Mal Meninga, but because he doesn't have the thighs like Mal Meninga had. But at the same time, the actual stature and the actual girth across the top end very very similar. And on the run, you want to bring it down. There's got to be two of you. Well, you look at teams t- today and the sort of the, those sort of big, powerful strike centers that they have, whether it's a Ramian, mm. whether it's a Bradman Best, mm. whether it's a Suwali. Yeah. Um, who's the guy from Manly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moses Suli. Moses Suli. Not Suwali. Yeah, Moses Suli. Um, but Suwali as well. I think yeah. that's, that's right. He's our version of that. Bulky. Yeah. And, he's and our I version think, of I think that. He, he looks good. And um, we'd all, like I said, we'd all forgotten about him. Yeah, and yeah. he's come back in, and such was his form on the weekend. Yeah, there's talk that Jerry Croker is actually right to go, but they're just holding him back a bit. Maybe it's got to do with the pace of the game. I, I, I asked Rick about that, and it's very much he's going to be ready when he's ready. There's no indication from the Raiders whatsoever that they are going to leave out Jared Croker, who is within 16 games, I think, of making 300. There's no chance. There's none whatsoever. Jared Croker. You wouldn't is, like. You wouldn't like to see him maybe earn his spot back coming no, through his third no, grade. He's the captain. He's the centre. Because last he's, year, no, absolutely not. I, you look, look. I agree with all of the above. Yeah. But at a certain point, last year, I was starting to wonder if he was getting 
a bit left behind by the the, the, the strength and the pace and of I, the game. I had very similar feelings when um, in 2018 his... about his form and had conversations with people about that. And then Josh Hodgson was made co-captain and I remember thinking that was probably a good thing. I still think it's a good thing. And then he came out, Toots came out and had a 2019 to remember. I would strongly suspect we're about to see a 2021. Oh, look, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to see it, but my concerns are like, and especially last year we saw it, um, if he goes anywhere near the sideline, he invariably gets pushed over the sideline. Mm. Um, he can't make any metres bringing the ball back the way the rest of the back four can. Basically, he, he tries to take a run and he gets stopped and driven back most of the time. I mean, I'm. I love the guy. Want what would love to see him come back and and do well, and hopefully he does. But yeah, I have I have concerns about his long term role on the side. And at a certain point, rugby league is a very cruel game. At a certain point, you get left behind. There, there's cruel, and then there's that. It ain't gonna happen. I'll, I'll be stunned. Only an injury will will not have him returning through first grade. He's not going to return through reserve. No, I'm not, I know that he won't. There's just no I know, chance. I know no chance and Ricky whatsoever. won't. Ricky won't want to do that to him because also you know Ricky would regard him as a club legend. And also you know this yeah, yeah. as we've discussed before we, with with Ricky, there's scars there about his yeah. about the his his being deposed from the captaincy and then from the club. Yeah, which was both unfair and stupid. Yeah, which I made clear to Kevin Neal at the time, and continue to make clear to Kevin Neal anytime anyone will listen to me because he's an idiot. Yeah. He's a rank idiot who should never have been in charge of the club and no. basically drove it into the ground. And you thank don't, God you don't come find, back to fix it. Outside of Laurie Daly, you don't find too many people that have a good word to say about Kevin Neal. Nor should they. Um, but talking about um, incidents where someone was completely wrong about something, and then big shout out to our friends over at the Green Machine podcast, Mike particularly. Um, yes, Jordan Rapiner didn't take my uh, take <laughs> on him and printed it on a pineapple, and that pineapple's now resting firmly up my clacker. So, yes, um, I made a bad call there, and I probably deserved all the opprobrium and, and ridicule that I've received from that. But you thank know. you, all of you, um, from you know the, the listeners out there, being the greenhouse people, being the John Green Sharkey, Machine Podcast. Myself. John Sharkey, everyone who's made fun of me, that me a culpa. I have proved wrong and happily proved wrong. Jordan Rapiner came back in, played a fantastic game, and well done to did him. You make, did you make eye contact with him at, at all on, on, on no. Sunday? Or you just looked away? If you saw him, you just kind of... Actually, didn't, your head. I actually didn't see him when I was going out looking for people. So um, really, yeah, 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 he's avoiding you. No, well, see, it wasn't. But um, yeah, no, he, um, yeah. No, Speaking of see, he shaved his head during the week. Did he you see did, that? And he he's did, raising money for domestic violence. Domestic violence. And Blake and the Pork will be making a donation. We will be making a donation, and we encourage people to go out and sponsor Sia for that because Sia's not just the Raiders man; he's our man. We love our Sia. Yeah, spiritual leader of the Canberra Raiders, no question. He's like, like you know, he's one of those people that you. you you look at him and he just makes you want to be a better person. He does. He does. And I dislike that sometimes because sometimes I don't want to be a better person. I want to be the smaller man. And and occasionally those people, when they make you realise you have to be the bigger man and stump up and, you know, like put no, your but big he boy does pants it. He, on, he, it's he, inconvenient. He does it in an unsanctimonious way. <laughs> he does, he does. But that doesn't mean I have to wear that either. You know, I'm really quite juvenile. Just instead, of, instead of... <clears throat> Betting your ten dollars on some stupid like five Im- impossible bet like the Broncos are going to win by thirteen. Oh come on! <laughs> Until the three injuries came, they were up sixteen nil, looking good, and then the injury strike. That wasn't as bad as it looked. I was pretty. I actually I, I don't have because I'm that. not. I don't gamble 
really myself. And, and I, I should make it clear that I gamble $5 on a multi. I don't have a sports betting account, but one of my friends does. And I actually asked him to put on a bet on me of yeah. the Broncos to win 13 plus, And he didn't put it on. And I was ropeable, but... Obviously, as things well, you would have been a sixteen nil at <laughs> halftime, wouldn't you? Anyway, as it turns out, but we got the Sharks this weekend, and it's at Cogra, not at Shark Park, which is I been think destroyed. that's good. I think that's good. It it's going to rain. They played actually a trial at Shark Park um, a couple of weeks ago, which was on KO. Yeah, and it didn't look that different. I don't know. They, it's not really knocked to the ground or anything. They must be doing some sort of slow no, work I, there, but it's not. Or that's not the side of the new stand. The stadium, because yeah, there's a great big tract of land that that's on, so maybe that hasn't been knocked down and it's been built somewhere else. I don't know the story, but the Toxic Swamp, as it's nicely known, yeah, it's the Toxic Swamp car park. Yeah, which, which yeah, but it's going to have it's going to have a new stadium at some stage. But at the moment, it's going to be at uh, Cogger Jubilee. What the f- are you looking at? Yeah, I'm talking to you, you stupid shark supporters. Up in the grandstands like children of the corn, blonde hair, blue eyes, roll out the barrel, freaks. Then you get down into the pit with the Boys who roll around in the f***ing mud, finger wiggling when someone's taken a bloody conversion attempt. It's just so freaking lame. And there's some dickhead up the back with a trumpet all the bloody times. Only one step better than a f***ing cowbell. Uh, we've won the last four against them and two of them been up in Sydney. Um, so that's good. Um, and they've got no Jesse Ramey has been suspended Huge. for a, for a, a big game. That's not good. And you will notice that there's no Andrew Fafita. He's on the extended bench. And that's a fall from grace right there. So, it's a bit baffling um, because, well, in the semi-final mm. in Canberra, you know, at, at the end of last year, yeah. um, he looked like a, a sad, yeah, he did shadow of his former he self. Really he was did. he was very overweight with a bung knee, yeah, and he looked like he was someone that should have been turning out, you know, a bush yeah. pub football player. He didn't look like a first grade player, no. and he's someone that over the years. Has given us so much grief, so much trouble. I, I mean, mean, what like, a, an incredible wasn't there, was it? No, an incredible player, but I think his his knee's gone. But then, since that game, there were all these reports and photos and everything else. He's really worked his butt off. Yeah, he's lost like fifteen kilos or something. Like I, that. And that's what I thought when I saw him. He was looking really trimmed down and really good. And he shape. played. And he played in the All Stars, and he seemed, he seemed like he went all right in the All Stars. Oh, yeah, no, he was not a passenger in that. But the impact's not there, and it might be a knee. That would make sense if it was a knee. But they, they've got. Aaron Woods, uh, I think it's it's Blake Braley and Hamlin Ueli in the front row. That's a Blake with an extra Y. Yeah, that's right. It's a good. It's an extra <laughs> Y. Yeah, and so but that that's a decent old front row right there. Hamlin Ueli is a, a is a rising. Nah, star. he's awesome. He's basically the the feeder. Yeah, replacement. He's yeah. he's torn as a new one as well. Yeah, he has. Basically, yeah, every good, any good player you can think of is yeah, torn as right. great as a new one. Aaron Woods, I don't think. Oh yeah, <laughs> Aaron Woods has two, hasn't he? When he was with. Ah, oh, there was a time there when. Um, <laughs> There was a time where, when, you know, the Benji days, yeah. when the Tigers had come to Canberra and they loved it. They'd, you, you remember know, when David 40, Shillington was it? Aaron Woods, who David Shillington headbutted and got sent off. Yes. I think it was. Yeah, it was. And, and richly deserved it too, the headbutt. Uh, um, do you know, when Fafita was at the Tigers still, yeah. a young Fafita, he absolutely tore us apart in like yeah, the last yeah. 10 or 15 minutes of a game. And it was one of those ones where we were like, Winning by eighteen points. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> yeah. In the second row, they've got Wade Graham, who's going to be picked in the first thirteen for pretty much any side. For a brief moment on Sunday, when it got to twenty-four to twelve, and there were still like eight minutes on the clock, did yeah, you yeah. just kind of think, yeah, "Oh, I yeah, I did." But then no they, one else has mentioned it. But I... then, then they closed it out. Like they closed it out very, very well. Um, I was briefly nervous. We got Britain Nakora is uh, is 
partnering Wade Graham, and then Toby Rudolph, who I'll get to later, who's locking the scrum, he with lots of hair, Chad Townsend and Matt Moylan in the halves, Hiroti and Dugan in the centres, um, Marwini Hiroti, and, you know, we've seen him before. How good I think he's really How good is the clash though, between um, Josh Dugan and Curtis Scott going to be? Yeah, one we would could, imagine that's going to be fairly... It should be fairly heated, and we could, it's almost... You know how certain teams... Um, mm. Playoff within the general competition, they'll play up for a, a specific, like the Steve Rogers Cup or whatever. Yeah. Or those. Maybe we could have like a, a battle of the Bogans, specifically <laughs> between Josh Dugan and Curtis Scott. Yeah, see who comes out on top. You know, that, that, well, look, we can compare it on tats as yeah. well. On sort of well, Dugan's, Dugan's got a head start on shit tats, but Curtis Scott, he's 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 making up his makeup ground, and they both love fishing. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic, and I believe they both love a beer or a drink at very least. A cruiser. Maybe a cruiser. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, there's the centres. On the wings, you've got uh, Mulatalo on one wing and Siona Katara on the other, with Will Kennedy um, at the back, ex of the Sharks, I believe. Ex uh, of the Sharks. I think Will Kennedy was with... Sorry, with the Dragons. I think Maybe. he was with the Dragons there's, before there's that. On the bench, of... you've got Aiden Tolman coming out of Canterbury there. He's still got a year in him. We've got uh, Connor Tracy, who was uh, previously, I think, at South Sydney. Um, we got Margulis, Billy Margulis, um, and he's a lock forward coming onto the bench. And then last but not least, Jack Williams um, is a second rower who makes up their bench. So the Raiders are exactly the same as last week, and I didn't see... You don't change a winning team. No. And they're exactly the same as they were. I'm pretty happy with that. So then we get to... Well, so first, um, where's it one? I'd say defence. It's going to be one up. Defence, up front, and ball control. Just class. We should just have too much class for them. They got some alright players though, and remember when they came down for that semi, they were in that match for quite a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they got they... some fight. And Wade Graham is a world class player. You know, like Chad Townsend's underrated too. I think, I think still he's underrated. And and look, um, I know is Sean Johnson actually playing this week? No, he's not out. He's not back till like. And look, Matt Moylan. Let's not forget who orchestrated that I know. horrific comeback <laughs> I know. for Penrith in Bathurst all those years ago. It was young Matt Moylan. He was. he was there. He saw the thing and he identified it. So we know the boy's got some capability. It's just whether or not he's going to turn up. You know, so... And I personally hope he doesn't. But, you know, now we get to the the, the segment everyone loves. The extended bench! He's on the extended bench! We've got an unchanged extended bench. Sam Williams. Uh, Tom Starling, who played really well in the curtain raiser. Oh, good. Uh, he played really well. Like, he was fantastic. His speed off the mark has just got better. Yeah, I, only saw, I only saw the highlights. I wanted to go that game, but I actually got called into work, so no. I missed the... Tom Starling is basically making it very, very clear, and they were watching that he wants his spot back in that 14 jersey, and he made a very good claim for it. Um, Emre Gula also made a very strong claim. He's on the extended bench to, to be considered for the first, and so did Harley Smith. I heard he was excellent. Yeah, he was. Look, all of the extended bench players played in the New South Wales Cup game. Sammy Williams came off at half-time to do cover for the, the first-grade side, um, but he was great while he was on there. But all Starling, Gula, and Hartley Smith-Shields, who is extremely highly regarded. Yeah. So the fact that he's not... It's not because they don't think he's good, it's because they think Chris is better. You know, and Matt Tomoko was great in that match too. You know, Derby Medlin was actually pretty damn good in the match. They, it was a good match. And Sebastian the, Chris is from Canberra. I only just found that out during yeah, the week. Another, I did not realise that he is actually another he's a Canberra Canberran. So, so, so we do have a Canberran in the team, which is my wish, is that we always have at Jeff least one. White's been here since he was 16. I know he's from Orange, but he's wow. been here since he was 16. And Sam Williams is from... from I know, well, this, and, and Jared Croak is, you know... From Goulburn, from G-Town. Yeah. So, you know, there, there he's are... He's from things. Cookwell, isn't he? Or is he from... 
No, that's that's Jason Croker. No, Crook I thought Wall. everyone from Crookwell was called Croker. Yeah, they are, but not this <laughs> not this arm. No, he, he, he's from G. Because they are related, but very yeah, distantly. It's, it's distant. It's yeah. not it's not a close one. It's Lachlan Croker's relation to Jason. That's no, his nephew. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, but uh, so now we've got a listener of the week. Oh, who's on? Have we listed who's on the Cronulla extended bench? Oh yeah, no, no, we haven't. Teague Wilton, he's played five matches. Uh, Nene McDonald, great winger. No, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's very good. He's played one hundred twenty-one. A... I'm very surprised he doesn't get a start. I might, I'd possibly have him on a wing or a, or a centre spot. Do you think so if I'm there is a change, it'll be him. He could be the one that'll come in. Then we have got Andrew Fafita sitting off there with two hundred forty-six games sitting on the extended bench, and then we have got Braden Trindle five matches on there. Look, either. They want to... I think this Andrew Fafita one is one of those ones where maybe they're trying to force him out. Maybe they're looking to get him medically retired or whatever. Because he's still got two years on two big years money. Two contract. It's a five-year contract. Went yeah. backed out of the, the Canterbury contract to stay with the Sharks all those years ago. So, yeah, it was a five-year contract. And it was good money. Look, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But, um, you know, I won't be surprised to see him come in. But come in for whom? You know, is is the question there? You know, I mean, who is he actually going to come in? This from? is the worry. You'd only be looking at a bench player, so it'd be Aiden Tolman yeah. or Billy Margulis. And this is this is my worry about the new rules. Um, if Aiden Tolman is a better option than Andrew Feeder under the new rules, like, yeah. do we do we totally want to get rid of certain types of players out of the game? You know, what I mean, do we just want to have people that can just run up and back and run up and back and can take a hit up, but they're never going to do anything? Flashy. No. But look, we got Luke Tradesman. Lewis still within there. And he's going to do so. You know, one of the things that's about it is the players who take risks, who do something flashy. And, you know, we loved Joey for many years. And we knew it was rocks and diamonds, you know. But when they were diamonds, they were bloody diamonds. It's just when they were rocks, it was just boulders. I think that they, if you look, looking at that game, um, and I was very critical of, of Ricky this time last year for punting Joey he looked as though he'd jumped the shark and again he you know he, he trimmed down and he looked reasonably fit but he was gassed after five minutes after he got all upset with Hudson Young mm. his contributions were negligible one of, one of his problems has always been if he gets upset and he's not on top it's a real detractor in his game you know like it's like one of the problems we have with Big Red who's who I think is coming back in the New South Wales he Cup is his, this name, week, yeah, his name is he's got hanging over the top of his head that people can get under his skin and he'll get upset and do something stupid. Yeah. And that's a real risk. You've got to say it's a real, real risk. Now, we've seen, you know... Um, that's the, what you saw with <clears throat> Hudson Young and the maturity. Yeah. But he's coming there. There was that moment where there was the penalty and they were looking at his hands on the face. And you're going, oh, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, don't know. And then it was completely innocuous. And, it's like, and then it was a play the ball. I know, I but the guy too. on the ground played it for all <laughs> he was worth and it was nothing in it. It almost should be a reverse of that. It's like, oh, gee. you know, like in, in soccer where you give the yellow card for staging? Yeah. It's like, you know, you can't prove it in that instance, but it's like, she did my heart stop for a second. No, that was a little one. one. That was Luciano, but he just got in with a bit of a... Yeah, no, it was, they were checking out the hand on the face. I know. And there was after, nothing. After there was the... absolutely nothing in it. So, uh, listener of the week. Listener of the week. So, we were going to go John Tuxworth, because it's his... It's his 40th. 40th. Happy 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Tuxie. Look, I thought you were heaps older, but anyway, you know. No, no one. You no, don't look I, a day over 40. I think you're a lot younger than 40. Um, your attitude certainly is. No one I've ever seen has taken it up the guts harder 
and endured more punishment in a Ricky Stewart press conference than you, John Tuxy. No, Eamon, Eamon Sullivan. And uh, Eamon Tiernan didn't Eamon get Tiernan. spoken to. <laughs> Tuxy got spoken to, and, and you know, on the bad days, Ricky made his And he still hard. loves the Raiders. He adores the Raiders, and they love him too. When he left, they gave him a frame-signed top. So they loved him too. Don't make any mistake. They knew a lot, exactly probably a lot more for. than they love you, by the sounds of things. Oh, absolutely. Have, did you get any clarification about your um, yes? I will lack be, of invitation. Henceforth, to... I will be being invited to season launches. What about Blake? No, they hate you. <laughs> they hate you. They want you to die. So um, you know, and, and that's you know, that's fair enough. You know, you've you've criticised them a little bit too much. You know, and they know that you know. It's through passion. It's through love. Oh, it's yeah, you right. wanting the best for Okay, team. well, that's not how it's viewed. Okay, so it's like, you know. Anyway, so, yeah, they will be coming forward. They, you know, they... So it, on the subject of listeners of the week... Yes. What we need to do, henceforth, is start keeping... And a big a- shout-out to Benny Pollock there and his uh, Behind the Limelight, which is, you know, one of our suite of Raiders podcasts, also really worth a listen to, as well, of course, Nick Risk, who I saw after the match, Raider Nick, his podcast, and, of course, the number one, the Green Machine podcast. Make sure you give them all a listen, people. I'm sure they do already. Um, what we need to do for the listeners of the week is start, you as the stats guy, start need to start keeping a spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. Because what we've done recent times... We've repeated a few. We've repeated a few. And what that's made people think is that we have so few listeners... Right. <laughs> we've already gone through, we've already made them all listener of the week. Yeah. And we've had to double up again. Doubling so up. if we keep a spreadsheet or something like that, at least keep track of it. All right. I can probably do that. Yeah. So, but do you have a new listener yes, no. this week? Chris Wolski Wallace, oh. a former Canberran. He now resides in Melbourne. One of the last time I saw him was actually at the um, the semi against uh, the Storm in 2016. Ooh. But um, yeah, he's he doesn't Pre-lim. live in Canberra. Sorry, prelim, prelim. Yeah, he doesn't live in in. You correct me every time I say that. He doesn't live in. That's because um, you're wrong every time you say it. Well, they're all semis to me. Okay, there's no more major. <laughs> have you got a semi right final. now. <laughs> Always when I'm around you. Um, anyway, you know he's he's a former Canberran, and like a lot of former Canberrans, it they really love the Raiders, yeah. and they've become. I think that that's a way of, of holding on to their love for Canberra, yeah. and they're probably a more passionate Raiders fans yeah, yeah, now than when they live in the town. Do you know the other thing that former Canberrans, for whatever reason, seem to be bizarrely passionate about? Kingsley's chicken. Yeah. Have you found that? I've actually met Kingsley. Really? I've actually met Kingsley. I've been in a meeting with Kingsley himself. And in what capacity does he work for the um, Department uh, of, in, in of regards to another uh, as well? <laughs> in regards to another job I was doing, he was a very impressive man, and he does indeed have awesome chips. No, he does. He does. The chips Shout are... Out to, I haven't had Kingsley's in so long. You know why? They're not in Civic anymore. No, they're not. But their um, chicken schnitzel burger is uh, a thing of joy and beauty with the coleslaw. It just is. It I just guess really when you is. live in the, in the, the boondocks like you... Yeah, yeah. There's a Kingsley's on every corner. Western Creek represent, people. <laughs> Western Creek represent. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's a great... And talking about ex-Canberrans down in Melbourne who uh, love their Raiders, uh, this week we've got a new segment. Uh, exciting new segment. Exciting new segment called Lord Funkington Says... The Cronulla Sharks, man, one of rugby league's biggest wastes of time. Uh, had a pretty cool jersey in the 80s, and they had guys like Andrew Eddinghausen, and Mark McGaw, who became commando in the first iteration of Gladiators on Channel 7. They had Gavin Miller, the sexiest man to ever play rugby league 
ever, and they've done absolute bugger all and offered not no, wait a minute, sorry, let me correct myself. They've done two fantastic things. 9 September 2012, going down to the Dorgerson-led Raiders in the beautiful sunshine at Bruce Stadium in that first week of the finals, and last year getting done over by the baby Raiders led by Jarrett Sablu and his 30 seconds at the end of the game just to top it off. Uh, Cronulla, miss me with this 2016 Premiership porch light talk. If Chase Blair passes to Will Chambers, who is unmarked outside, the Storm win. The Storm blew that. Cronulla didn't win it. Raiders by 56. Now, I think we can share a lot of those uh, sentiments expressed against the Sharks. I mean, um, you know, I was looking out for, you know, what negatives we could say about the Sharks supporters and talking to a few people and people say, no, I like the Sharky supporters. I like them. They I, didn't I, have, they didn't I've, have any... I've told you my story. Don't have 2006. Any... No, what was it? And I've, I've 2008. Yeah. 2008 semi-final. They burnt your sign. They burnt your sign. They, <laughs> they chased burnt, you out of time. They burnt the Alan Tung sexiest man in league sign. Yeah. They burnt it and they chased us. I've never been slapped on the back of the head that many times. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, but yeah, so, but there's been something that doesn't grind my gears, but there's been something this week that did, in fact, grind my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Toby Rudolph. I'm not sure if you, all of you got to see Toby Rudolph. And where we're we playing him this, this weekend, he locks the scrum at the Sharks. A lot of hair, big smile. Good player. One of the characters of the game. Yeah, one of the characters. He comes out. He's on uh, after the show with Matty Johns, a Fox show. Now, Fox is owned by the same people who own the NRL. It is. They're both owned by the same thing. You've got Brian Fletcher. I and thought it's got... independent now. Yeah, of course it's independent. What was I thinking? It's an independent game. Yeah, no, it's not owned by News Limited at all. They have no stake in the water and no say in what happens. Or the appointments or the people who go on the boards. You're right, it's 100% independent. Anyway, so you're right, I retract everything I said. You've got Brian Fletcher and Nathan Hindmarsh and Matty Johns who clearly want to encourage a blokey approach to the game and take all sorts of risky things. And they ask him, what's he going to do after the game? And he comes out and says, I'll probably sink. And it was clearly tongue I mean, every second joke on that show yeah. is about... yeah. Exotic massages. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you've got a problem with them, don't let your players be interviewed by that program, you know, and don't let them come well, on. Well, they probably if, won't. If the NRL's... No, but if the NRL's got a problem with it, stop them having interviews after the match. Stop them doing it, because that's what they're going to be led into. And when Rudolph comes out and says, I'll probably have a thousand beers, then head off to Nordies and pick up, pick up anything, and anything will do, it was clearly a joke. It was funny. Of course. And within that, he wasn't disregarding anyone he was disrespecting. He was disrespecting himself within that and clearly was. Like, anything you'll do, have a look at me. It was basically the subtext of that. You know, and that was funny. And then he came out and said, no, 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 really, you know, it's all about recovery, etc. Yeah. But they all laughed and it was all blokey. But it got taken over. Now he's been given official warning. And here's the thing. If you've really got a problem with it, Andrew Abdo, and I can see why you do, because it is. And incidentally, there was an, an ain't... A heterosexual bias when he said, you know, respect of women um, is at the forefront of our game. Well, Toby Rudolph didn't say anything about women whatsoever. <laughs> he said right. anything will do. And you just naturally, Andrew, went off and assumed that he was talking about women. He could have been talking about anything. And it doesn't matter what Toby Rudolph is talking about, whether it be any sort of person, as long as they're not a minor and they're consenting, he is allowed to have Congress with any person he feels like and we are to respect that as long as he's not hurting anybody so I don't know where we got this expectation that had to be woman but when we start going off and laying into that it was after 8 o'clock at night you know we can say all sorts of swear words on the TV after 8 o'clock at night without any problems whatsoever people who are tuning into that show know what they're getting and so really 
what it's coming down to is, oh, that one was funny, so it got a fair bit of play. So if it's not funny, it doesn't get a fair bit of play, we'll let it go. But on that occasion where he comes out and does it, are you dressing down the Fox people for, for talking about the things that they do? Or are you just going to talk about the players? Because if we're just going to talk about the players, and I was the media manager, there's just no way in the world I'm going to let them talk to anyone who might even vaguely encourage that sort of reaction. And we're just going to get you know, these dull-eyed people standing in front asking questions, yeah, full credit to the boys. You know, good on you, Toby Rudolph. I laughed. Was it inappropriate? Should I grow up? Yeah, maybe, but I laughed. And it grinds my gears. Blake, it grinds my gears. Your thoughts? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. So, Ask Clown of the Week. Ask Clown of the Week! There's a lot of votes have come in. Yep. Um, and then the people want to give it to you again. What what for on this occasion? Still. The John Rapata thing. <laughs> I said, Rapata. It, it's doubled up. It's it's upset people so much. It's still going. In fact, we may need to award a second perpetual ask. Perpetual ask. We're going to buzz Rothfield's perpetual ask. You, you can be that one. The other obvious one, of course, is is Joey Leilua. Yeah, and that's I who I had it for my ask clown of the week too. So he's going to have the AWS and the ARSE clown of the week this week. Yeah, I, I think, and it's just because. Come on, Joey. Come on, Joey. I mean, he doubled, really? he doubled down with his with his um his Instagram post as well. And look, yeah. I kind of saw what he was saying. And at the time, I after on Monday morning, I mm. did think, I wonder if Hudson Young is going to get a bit of a uh, charge for that. But no, there's nothing, nothing, nothing forthcoming. Yeah, but he did go in a bit late. He did, maybe. But at the same time, it's like you know what. There's, there's that thing of what stays on the field, what happens on the field stays on the field. Now, and I draw the line at things like Kevin Proctor trying to rip Jordan Rapp and his Gouldies off a few years ago because I just think that's disgusting. Or oh, yeah, great, that's the sort of best mates you are. Um, and John Hopawade sticking his fingers up dates, eye gouging, that sort of thing. But outside that, within reason, as long as it's not vile behaviour, yeah. leave it on the field, Joey. Yeah. There was nothing in that tussle that was really untoward. No. It was just a good hard fight, which a lot of people enjoyed. And you know what? You became an arse clown of the week because you just didn't really, you know, see it in that and you look like a sore loser. So you're our arse clown of the week. Okay, but we do have the return of uh, John Sharkey this week, whose album, Shoot Out the Cameras, is out, and you can come and buy from Landspeed Records right now. And yeah, you on vinyl. Because it's fantastic. Um, and he's going to come and tell us all about his shark attack. Listen, uh, I know usually this time every week I'm yelling or trying to sound real tough and brash, but I'm uh, right now I'm actually hiding in the bathroom of the Brad and McDonald's because uh, I kind of went on the greenhouse message board and maybe suggested that, you know, Jared Croker, the Raiders captain, work his way back into the starting side via the reserve grade team or... Uh, you know, maybe come off the bench and play on the wing, something like that. So, you know, all the uh, all the sane individuals of the Capital Region have been chasing me around with, like, chainsaws and baseball bats with nails through them. You know, either trying to decapitate me or, you know, throw me in the fucking insane asylum for suggesting such a thing. Okay, I know that Seb Chris played all right, but let's not get out of control with these opinions. Oh, okay, guys, I gotta, I gotta go now. I think, uh, I think they've come for me. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. Go, you green things. 
and well he might hide in the toilet <laughs> well he might hide in the toilet because there's a few toilets I was hiding in at Bruce Stadium at, at GIA Stadium after the match having made those comments and I certainly didn't want to make eye contact did with you go in did you go in for the team song or are you worried that Jordan Ruppiner might hit you with a boot while the um, that would have been a concern <laughs> while the COVID restrictions oh, you're down level one there's no way you can't go into the into the um, uh, that's what they're telling the song. you uh, we've got reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. What are they? Well, we got the win. We got no injuries, and we got a seven-day break before playing again. Those are reasons to be cheerful. I think so, don't you? And yeah. The, that, the, only, the... the only downside is the six fifteen Sunday time slot. Perhaps, but it is still a full seven days break. Yeah. You know, between it, and because that's what the sharks are having too, and you know, we're soon enough going to be playing sides who are going to have, you know, less turnaround than we are When are we having. playing the Warriors? We're That's playing Saturday. them on Saturday at 3pm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Canberra. we're playing them here. And they're obviously in town. Um, and this weekend, they're playing on Friday at the 6pm slot. So they're going to have eight days before that match. Whereas we're going to have, I think, five days before that match. So, you know, they're going to take their time coming down from Central Coast. So that turnaround from the Raiders, and don't be surprised for the Warriors match if we start seeing a little bit of rotation. You know, just to say, let's have a few fresh players coming in, bearing in mind that the Raiders can have a short turnaround, and they're probably going to be playing in the rain. Having said that, the Warriors are almost positively going to be playing in the rain at 6pm on Friday. Um, and of course, you know, I did call out um, Hudson Young to say, you know, like, you've been good, but now you've got to lift. But who's got a lift? Um, this week I'm calling out Jack Whiten. Again. Again. And I'm calling it out because um, if the Canberra Raiders are going to win this year, if we're going to lift that cup for the first time since 1994, Jack Whiten has to start. It's not a sort of thing. It's not a, oh, well, we can get by without him. No. When you're getting into those big games with the top end of town clubs, if your stars aren't starring, you're not winning. Oh, of course. He is. I mean, Josh Hodgson does his job. He's an, an engineering but job. But do you think that now already one game back into the return of Josh Hodgson? I yep. mean, we'd need to look at the stats and compare yep. them and everything else. This is just a yeah observation impression. Did he not get very much ball? Yeah, and th- and there's always that too. But there was, there was a couple of times is... I was thinking, you know what we need in this match right now is Jack Whiten to take that ball and you know do one he of those ang- of angled back runs into those holes that are so hard to deal with and have someone running off a shoulder. So if he draws enough attention, which you yeah. know he will, he's going to pop that. He pass. had a couple of goes and he had a. I think he had a couple of sort of half. Yeah. Oh look, he, chances where he bent the line, but I don't he think was he great. Got, I don't think he, he got, was, got he as much perfect in defence. Ball as George Williams, and also too, no. if you heard um, apparently in half time, Ricky Stewart was saying, "Stop trying to go wide, mm. just go up the middle." Yeah, he was calling it cheap, cheap attacks yeah. and, and shortcuts, and just go up the, you know, like yeah. keep it, keep to your structures and, and keep your intensity. Ricky was very happy with the defence. He just wanted them to yeah. you know, attack. Just stop being silly and just do what they were meant to be doing. And all of a sudden, things did work. I mean, all in all, yeah, I, I attack wasn't great in that game. No. We did look clunky. Yeah. Uh, but traditionally, if you look at the good teams, like the Roosters and usually at the start of the season, the defences are very good and the attack comes through the season. Mm. Well, the Roosters' attack looked a million bucks on Saturday, but to what extent that was down to the quality of the opposition I don't know yeah 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 and the storm yeah. the storm start against South that was eerily remarkable 
Well, it was eerily reminiscent of our mm. um, game against them, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it but was it wasn't. Like, ju- but it was even better. Like there was a lot of errors in our prelim where we actually let them in because we did errors. I don't think Souths were doing errors. I just think the storm came out and ripped them but apart. Just that, for, just starting in that frenetic pace. It was unbelievable. Like, yeah, it's frightening. Um, it's frightening. You know, it was. It was. Oh, I was really impressed with them too. So, and look, it is a it is a marathon, not a sprint. So the Raiders have got a lot of time to actually get to a pace. And what we're looking for is the the win. And ideally, it's one week at a time. But it, if by the end of next Saturday the Raiders have six points from the first three matches historically that sets you up very well for the season coming in because it means a it's set, it's calm, there's no pressure on the players at that stage and you can really be very strategic about what you're doing. There's no panic whatsoever. There's no, oh, who's got their spot on the side? It's very much everyone's pressing for it. So once that happens, if, if we can somehow get to the end of the first three matches with three wins, you know, after that we go away to the Gold Coast Titans, who I think have shown signs of improvement and by fourth match are going to be back into a swing. And the last couple of times have given us a hell of a time playing them. You know, it's the Papali ankle tap is what comes out of that match. But let's not forget, if Papali doesn't make that ankle tap, yeah. the Titans might be coming back in that match and everyone knew it. That's why we it haven't mentioned, The other thing. thing we haven't mentioned at all in this episode is Ryan, the return of Ryan James. The return of Ryan James. Great try. Yeah, everyone was so happy for him. I've got actually got a little Ryan James story that I heard. Okay, uh, go. Well, I've got fr- one as well. From a friend of mine. So... It was sort of around the Christmas time period that there was a Raiders fan. I don't know who this Raiders fan exclamation mark was, but he was at the um, Tudor restaurant in O'Connor. Oh yes, having dinner when he spotted Ryan James. A across, great restaurant. Yeah, it's institutions been there as long as I can remember. Really good. But um, he spotted Ryan James, who was there with his family having dinner. He went up and introduced himself, said hello, maybe got a photo, something else, then went back to his table, finished up his dinner, went to pay his bill, and when he got up to the counter to pay his bill, he was informed that no, no his bill had already been paid for. Ryan James picked up the tab on oh my his, goodness on his gracious me. Pants, on his oh pants. my gracious you know. me. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask him about that. Um, when I did manage to get the interview at him after the game, he was so relieved. I mean, that was what yeah. was coming down. It, it was great that he scored a try. It was great they got the W, um, as they call it. Well, what a... he was really happy about was two knees had come through that. Exactly. And that was, that was all we were hoping for. But his... There are a couple of years there where he had the uh, most tries for a forward in the comp, so he's got yeah, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of he's he's a great great player. Um, I don't think there's any question about how bloody good he is. I mean, I mean, he comes up from Northern Queensland and uh, sorry, Northern New South Wales. It's going to be interesting to see he's how blue. he. Yeah, well, he is. It's going to be very interesting to see how he goes in down in Ngunnawal country during the winter, um, <laughs> because you know, like it, it gets it's the Bunjalung people. So now he's down in Ngunnawal slash Wiradjuri slash Ewan country, where yeah. the Raiders, you know, home grounds, uh, homelands are. Um, be interesting to see how he copes with the cold. Uh, yeah. And you know, I'm hoping he 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 copes. I don't very, think anyone's well. looking forward to the. No, no, I'm not looking forward to it <laughs> at all. But yeah, no, so after that Titans match, then we've got the the Panthers away, and that's going to be that's the that'll be the big test, you it? know. And if we come through there, you know, and touch wood, but if we come through there at that stage undefeated, coming up to the Panthers, I I looked at their effort against um, the Cowboys the other night, and a lot of people think it looks like it was 24 nil that it was easy, but the Cowboys I thought played a pretty good game, um, and really put them under pressure, and their defence. You know, again, stood for them. You know, everyone. That's what happened when we played them. Yeah, everyone looks at them and thinks, "Oh, this attack and that attack." And no, their defense was good. Their defense was rock solid. And any side that's going to win this year, first and foremost, their defense has to be great, and everything else after that is is a present. 
Anyway, you have been listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Uh, and we'll speak to you again soon. Blake and the Pork.